The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The only thing that seems to stay the same is change. Change can be hard to manage, but once we've set out to master how we respond to change, we can increase efficiency, reduce stress, and move ahead. Welcome to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. Lesya and her guest will provide tips and best practices to manage how you can react to change. Now, here's your host, Lesya Kushner. Hello, I hope you're having a wonderful day. My name is Lesya Kushner, and welcome to Change is the New Constant. I am so wonderful. I'm so glad that you're here with me, and wonderful to be here with you. I'm eager to share things with you. Thanks to those of you who are joining me here again, and also thanks to those of you who are listening to the very to me for the very first time. Our topic for today is: What should you consider? For changes, especially for those of you who are ready to make changes or considering changing for the very first time. So just think about that. Before you see or know of changes that are coming, what are things you should really consider? So what about more questions like, What should you watch for or understand in your organization? Should there be things you keep an eye on? Hmm, now what about this one? Is there calm before the storm? Do you ever get proactive or is it better to always just sit back and be reactive? There's lots of times that that happens. So in today's session, we will answer all of those questions. Today's focus, we're going to be looking at several of those things. The first section will look at when you know of changes that are coming, what should you consider, especially for those organizational changes. Now, when I'm talking about organizational changes, I'm not going to be looking and focusing on those major technological implementations, those going live and all those things, but those organizational and um, mergers and things like that. We'll take a specific look at those kinds of things. The next one is, what about the organization? How is organizational culture what is that all about when I'm saying culture some of you may have a culture that you even focus on personally I know I do what are we talking about when we're talking about organizational culture well take a look at that And then 
Are you ready for a change? How should you be ready for a change? There's lots going on here. We'll take a look about that. We'll take a look at that too. And then the last section, as I always do for many sessions here, personal. Now I'll share with you how I learned how to be ready for changes at home. As you know, I'm a change manager, and so I've learned how to do this from a professional perspective, but I'm going to share with you how I benefit so much doing it from that personal perspective. So those are going to be all of the things that we're going to be focusing on today. But first, I love how to have fun in life. So let's have some here. So let's start with a little bit of a riddle here. You ready? Put the thinking caps on. Having some fun. Ready? Here's a joke. Two mothers, two daughters went to the movies, but in total, they only have three tickets. How is that possible? One more time. Two mothers and two daughters went to the movies, but in total, they only had three tickets. How is that possible? The answer, there was a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. Ha, there you go. Being a mother and I have a daughter, that's how it would work for me. Ha, okay, let's get started. So for the first one, the topic is when you know there are changes coming, what should you consider? Okay. So for change to be effective. So in the past... We've looked at building awareness and creating desire. Now, awareness and desire, that's part of the ADCAR model. A, awareness, D, desire. Now, ADCAR. Um, ADCAR is part of the ProSci. I'm ProSci certified. I'm a change manager, so ProSci certified, um, where ADCAR represents A-D-K-A-R, where those are the five steps in change management. A, the first A is for awareness, getting users aware of the change that's happening. The D represents desire, so that's their personal, I desire to actually get on side for the change. I really believe this is going to be the best thing for us. K is knowledge. Developing the knowledge, so that's usually covered by the training of, okay, where I'm going to go to attend a training session and learn how to do all of this. The next A is fostering the ability so that you know how, and so I've gone for the training, and now I'm going to learn how and be able to go about doing all of this. And then the last R in the ad car is for reinforcement of the change. So after we go live, we have the reinforcement and make sure we all know how to go about doing this. Okay, so that's the ad car. So in the past, we've covered all of those things. In our very last session, we looked at leaders. The leaders have that role and responsibility for leading their teams, guiding them to and through the change for it to be successful. Now, they have some key responsibilities here to be visible and active leadership 
as well as frequent and open communication. So those are really, really key and critical points there. Okay, so that's for that change to be effective. Now, often we all know we would have the proper training for a major implementation. Okay, we just talked about that for that ADCAR part. And then we also know that there's that launching and go live and restructuring and having all those announcements. Now, that launching and go live part, that's, that's we know what we would have. But let's just take that step back a little bit. What else would we have? And what about for organizational changes? Let's just look at that. Now, when I'm saying organizational changes, what does that mean? Hmm. Now, for those organizational changes, this is where it gets to be really important. So these would be things like the mergers, the acquisitions. These would include things like layoffs. Okay. These really start focusing on the people side of the changes. This is where it gets to be really important. So it really starts covering not just the launching and the go live, but it would include very much the people side. That's where it gets in those, the users really get impacted. So from a change management perspective, this is where I really start focusing on how the users would get impacted. Okay. This is what we're really going to focus on because it's a totally new ball game. What do you consider for the changes? Before you see or know of the changes coming, what are the things you should really be considering? So I want you to think of this and how we're going to focus on this and start here is I want you to picture an iceberg. And we're going to look at this from an iceberg perspective. So if you can picture an iceberg in the water, if you see, if you were on the ship approaching the iceberg, from the ship's perspective, all you see is the tip of the iceberg, the part of the iceberg that's out of the water. The tip of the iceberg is the only part of the iceberg that you can see. Wow. So that's the hard, visible pipe parts of the organization, the exec, the people, the users. But within that, these are the things you would know. So this includes the company, the history of the company. But with regards to the company, these are the things that you could get. You could learn things like the company policies, the procedures, and all of the structure, the strategies, even things like the exact personal bios. Now, sometimes 
we could get into the goals and things like that. But what gets to be important is what's below the water. Hmm. What's submerged is the large part, but it's not visible from the ship. I can't see what's there. That big, large part, it's not the visible part. It's the part that we can't see, but it's the most important part. And this is the part, as a change manager, that we need to make sure we focus on. When we're going through and needing to focus on the people side of the change, this is the part that we always need to be focusing on. The policies and procedures, this is what we can easily sort of look up, check. It's usually written out, non-issue. We can always find that part easily. But the part that we have that we need to learn about and understand, that's the part that's below the water. And it's usually the stuff that we need to get the better understanding of. This is the part that we need to learn about and get a really good understanding of. But it's the part that's below the water. So this is the part that we're going to focus on. This is the part that is below the water and impacts the huge majority of what we need to learn. So when we're wanting to get the best understanding as to what's going on, we can't just sort of have the understanding of what's above. We need to focus on what's not. So the visible part above great. The, what's below the water, what's submerged, that's the biggest part, just like the iceberg. That's the biggest part. So right after the break, what we're going to do is we're going to spend time to learn what's under the water and learn how to be able to access that information because that's the critical part that we're going to focus on. We'll take a look at that right after the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesha Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesya consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesya does all of that as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted. Then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas. 
at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hello, I'm Lesya Krishner, and welcome back to Change is the New Constant. So just before the break, we were talking about the iceberg, and the iceberg represents the organization. Above the water, we can always have what the ship can see. So when they approach the organization, we've got above the iceberg, above the water is the tip of the iceberg. So that's what users can see when they're thinking about what the organization represents. It's below the water. This is the large part. And this is the part about the organization that's not easily visible. Let's get into that so that we have a better understanding of what we're talking about. So the submerged large part. Okay, what's there, folks? Let's review this. Things here include, what are the unwritten rules? Hmm. So when users come in late or leave early, how does that impact their hours? Wow. What about the ways each department really works? Does their manager micromanage them or are they independent? How are they really structured? Wow, that's another good one. What about what do they value? How do they celebrate? Do they really celebrate sales wins and losses? And actually, how do they do that? Do they have it posted or not? Do they organize their time or do the users do it on their own? Is it managed by their managers or do the users do it? See, these are where the departments are very different. What about things like assumptions? So are they working effectively to get their jobs done? Or just quickly with band-aids to get through their day? Especially right now where we're in such an environment where things are changing so fast. Thus the name of my show where change is the new constant because things are changing so fast. Oftentimes we have departments where there are so many band-aids there because just things are constantly changing. So some departments honestly have just band-aids because they couldn't actually focus on getting changes put into place. So are they actually effectively and efficiently getting their jobs done? Or do they just have band-aids there? Or are they just putting in their time cards? So how are they actually doing stuff? Then we've got other things like, what are their true feelings? 
What are some perceptions? The big question here is, where is the pendulum here for the organization? How do departments compare to each other? Do we have things where there's from one extreme all the way to the other? So for the ships, can they see any parts of the iceberg? Remember, the ship is that analogy where for the changes. So when changes are coming, do they see any parts of the iceberg? So if I was a change coming, would anything be coming? Especially for critical parts. Is any, would anything get exposed? So as a change manager coming in, is anything visible to me? Wow. That's where it gets huge. So when that ship, in brackets, change, is coming and sees the iceberg, the ship would be able to see or say things like this is how we do things but the ship wouldn't be able to see this is how things really are so can't see at the bottom of that iceberg that understanding of yeah this is how things really are isn't that amazing because they can't see that whole big bulk, that 80% of that huge part of that iceberg that's below, submerged below the surface of the water. And that's what how, that's how things always work. Okay, so that's what's really important. And that's what we're talking about. When you're talking about the organization and changes are coming up, There's a lot that within an organization, we have to know that if changes are coming, there's a lot that happens from the change perspective and the organization, the people side. There are things written in books, the policies, the procedures, the structures, and all those kinds of things. But there's so much more within the organization where it's not written down. And we have to be very careful about those kinds of things. Okay. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about is what about the culture? Okay. Have you ever heard the term culture before? I know I have. For me, from a personal perspective, my culture, I happen to be Ukrainian. There are many other cultures and stuff like that out there. When we look at organizational culture, the term that's being used there is very different. And... How it's used and described 
comes down to the word it. How it's related to me is often very similar to my son. And I'm going to share this with you. Have you ever played a sport? And this is, some teams got it, and some teams don't. My son plays hockey. He's on a great team. He's actually been the captain of his team for several years, too. He's a wonderful player. He's a defense, loves it. They've done so well. Some teams got it. It. And I'm going to bold and underline that word for you. They've got it. They've got that spirit. And I have to admit, I mean, they have tryouts every year. So every time they try out for a new team, their team doesn't start with it. It's a brand new team. So it takes several weeks for them to be working out. And then they sort of need to gel together. They need to be working out and getting to know each other. And then it either works or it doesn't. And then they have that glue that just holds them together. It's what they share. It's what they value. And then some teams, they've got it. That's what is sort of defined as an organizational culture. And some organizations, they've got it. They've got that spirit, that glue. They've got that wonderful values, sharing, glue, spirit. They have the proper attitudes and beliefs and behaviors and good practices. It's like that immune system. It's like their protection. Fortunately, sometimes it oversimplifies a situation. It's even driven by leaders, and it sort of defines how those leaders behave. Within an organization, it works really, really well. That it within an organization is equal to the culture. Now, anyone can copy a company's strategy, but no one can copy their culture. That's totally different. So one of the things within, when we're talking about an organizational culture, it's one of the most important building blocks for a highly successful organization. And it makes it an, it an extraordinary workplace. So that culture is how organizations do things. It's how it all works. And it defines how things are going to go. Um, some people will refer to it as their spirit. 
anyone can copy that, but sometimes it often doesn't work. Um, when I am working as that change manager, I can pick it up. I can see that. And I compare that to my son's hockey team. And, you know, you can see that with a lot of teams. They, they're just clicking together. You see that spirit. You see that glue. That's how I sort of look at that culture. And sometimes you can label it. And sometimes you just see how it's all working. That's what works for it. Um, sometimes there's that, um, you have that culture and this is where it's often that spirit, especially it's what's invisible. That is what's critical. Often it's like that good foundation of a house. And so this is where I'm going to share with you this wonderful quote that I love using, especially with leaders, to sort of give them that understanding of what I'm talking about. And my quote is, it's like trying to build a house without a foundation. It'll look good for a short while until the walls fall down. And that's what I'm talking about, having that solid foundation. It's sort of what's that glue, that spirit that's holding it all together. And that's what I'm talking about with that organizational culture. So we're not talking about religion or ethnic background or anything here when we're referring to organizational culture. This is what we're talking about here. So as we are going through changes, are we always ready for them? And how should we be ready? Let's answer those questions right after the break. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesya Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesya consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesya does all of that as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted. Then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. 
If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hello, I'm Leslie Krishner, and welcome back to Change is the New Constant. So, we just finished talking about organizational culture. That's great. Now, we need to make sure that you've considered things for the change. Now, the most important thing is when you are looking at changes, we know we've got the organizational culture, but are you ready for the change? So let's just think about things like this. Are you ready for the change? And how should you be ready for the change? Now, the pace of change is a factor because things are happening given how fast everything is happening all of the time, especially in our lives right now. In fact, this is why I named this show Change is the New Constant, as things are constantly changing. So, are you ready? Is change readiness, in fact, the new change management? It's interesting because they're starting to use that new lingo now, change readiness. Some people are calling it the new change management. I, you, I'm using this verbiage because um, I've seen this used more and more. As a change manager, they call it change readiness. I'm going to use this and share this with you. Um, I'm reading this from one of the last articles that I've recently read. Change readiness is the ability to continuously initiate and respond to change in ways that create advantage, minimize risk, and sustain performance. Amazing, isn't that? Can you believe it? That's how they're referring to it. I mean, certainly that they're talking about change management right there. But can you imagine that that's how they're referring to change management now? They're calling it change readiness. Are you ready for all the changes that are going on right now? Holy schmoly. That's how they're referring to it. Now, things are constantly changing. So I guess... The bigger perspective is, how should you be ready? I mean, are you? But how can you be ready? So that's what I just want to talk about now. If change readiness is sort of your new foundation for being following change management, then let's just sort of use that to sort of be prepared for the changes that are coming. Okay? So here are some options that you can use to follow along. Let's take a look at sort of all of these ways that we can do that. Okay? The first one 
that I'm going to recommend is change readiness called change reaction. Mm. Let's start with this one. So this allows you to have the ability for starting with your analysis of a whole bunch of problems. And once you know what the problems are, then you do an assessment of any potential risks. And then from there, you look at managing all of the reactions for yourself and any users. Hmm. So it's how you're going to react to any of the issues. Whether it's for yourself, for your users, if you're the leader, or for your business, or for employees in general. How do they affect you or other leaders? Or for your business or your company? How can you do it? And assess the risks or manage the unplanned change. Now notice that I'm focusing on it's an unplanned change because you're reacting to this. So day to day you're going about your business and all of that kind of stuff. And then, whoa, something happens and you need to automatically react to it. Okay. Now... You're reacting and managing things as the crisis happens. You do an assessment and react. Assess, react. What the market tells you to do, what you're initiating, what the business is telling you to do, and you go for it. Responding and reacting to crisis. Now, you have to be careful here. My only issue with this is that you're reacting. Now, what's the total opposite of reacting? Okay? In my world, the total opposite is, instead of reactive, proactive. I have to admit, when I do have the opportunity, I like to live proactively so that's where from a change readiness step I go and go proactive and that happens to be the next step so instead of change reaction it's change awareness you're aware of what's happening okay so building that way you're aware, you're keeping an eye out of what's going on. You're looking at all the emerging trends and you're planning for the future. So you're focusing on what's out there. You're looking for new opportunities or market changes. You're proactively searching. You're looking for different brand renewals and stuff like that. And just kind of keeping an eye out and seeing what's all out there. So that's a better opportunity in my mind, especially if you're going to do a change that's really going to impact 
a lot of the users and they need to know what's going to happen and how this is going to majorly impact them. You need to keep them all aligned and so they know how they're going to be impacted. Now, the next one is for change readiness is change agility. Now, for change agility, this is where you're going to be stretching them. And for change agility, this is where oftentimes when we're going through a major change, we are often needing to stretch how we're going to make this change. Think of when you bought your last vehicle. And you financially were going day by day by day. And then to buy your vehicle, you had to kind of stretch your finances for a certain amount of time until you paid off your vehicle. And then you kind of went back down to day by day by day. Okay. Same thing happens with when you go through a change. You stretch your finances or you're going to stretch your resources to go through the change and then you're able to come back down day by day by day. So how agile is your company to get through the change and then get back day by day by day? Now, that impacts how agile you are. So whether it's through your managers, whether resource-wise you need to add more resources whether you need to stretch your resources to be able to do that, that determines how agile your company is going to be able to be. Shifting resources, adding resources, effectively allows you to be able to manage things. That change readiness, that's your place here. So that's going to determine how that will all be able to work. Um, How effective your managers at engaging and delivering the changes. That's how it's going to be all set up for you. Your leadership needs to inspire that for you and how they can shift things in place to be able to stretch that agility. That's going to be able to Stretch that and shift things to make you more flexible to be able to be ready for that change. That's going to be able to set it up for you. And key, key to make that change readiness, that change management work for you. For the next section, um, as a change manager, the skills I've developed professionally I have wonderfully benefited personally from. So after the break, I'm going to be able to share with you an example of at home where we are being able to show how I'm getting ready for a major change that we are going through. So I'll share with you one of these major changes that we're having right at home, right after the break.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesha Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesha consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesha does all of that, as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted, then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hello, and welcome back. Well, taking change management skills home. I have to admit, I love the fact that I am a change manager and I have been doing change management for, gosh, almost 15 years now. And the fact that this is something that I love doing professionally, when I was able to develop these skills professionally, but the fact that I can benefit from doing these and bringing them home personally This is what is so wonderful for me. So in my, in all of my sessions, I'm, I love being able to share with you and give you examples of how I can do this right from home and honestly, purposely share that with you uh, and give you examples of exactly how this happens for me so that you can all see that, um, So, getting ready for changes at home. The example that I've got for you, and which just makes my life so exciting right now, is um, getting ready for changes. So, the big readiness thing right now in our lives is I have a daughter who's in grade 12. Um... And she's ready for university. Ah, yes. But the big question is, number one, is she ready? And number two is, are we? My husband and I. Wow. So, um, from a change management perspective, I mean, we're asking a lot. At least I am. I mean, lots of questions. Okay. So now I'm thinking of that big iceberg, right? I mean, there's the tip questions, questions from the tip, 
are, okay, what is she wanting to take? Now she's narrowing that down to nursing and education. So those easy questions are, does she have the marks? Okay, there's the paper answers who are that are telling us which marks she needs. Which universities would accept her? Okay, we can go and look and apply and, you know, she's getting already, fortunately, wonderfully, universities that are accepting her. Okay. Then she needs to make her final decision as to what she wants. Nursing, to go into nursing or to go into education. So now we need to be turning it totally around and you need to answer questions to find out well how is she feeling and what type of job does she really want what might some of her values be okay so this is where when I'm looking at that iceberg that tip of the iceberg answers to does she have the marks which universities are accepting her well, we submitted the, the application, so we know exactly, you know, some of those answers to some of those questions. Now, when I look at the rest of that iceberg, we're needing, you don't get straight answers there, right? So from a change management perspective, this is where I'm looking at the submerged part of the iceberg. From a change management perspective, this is where... I'm doing a lot from a change management perspective to get the rest of it. Okay. So, what might some of her values be? So, when obviously, she's my daughter, so I know her well. But even just having those big discussions with her. And also, just looking at things like her interests and her hobbies and her friends and all of those things that she is um, swayed by, interested in, and all of those kinds of things. Also, given that her summer job has been a camp counselor with little kids where she can make, where she can assume that she's been one of her loving things, things that she's loved to do. So maybe that might be one of her starting points. Again, this is where I loved having that iceberg there, where I can sort of have starting points and drilling points that I can sort of go further into And not just sort of, I have no idea, right? Change management allowed me automatically to go there. That was just so wonderful. Instead of just, oh, I don't know. I think just pick something. I have no idea. Change management allowed me to go right there. That was so wonderful. Change management gave me that connection. It gave me that professional right to the personal level. I had those skills. It was so wonderful. So in summary, we looked at 
What is that organizational culture and what does that mean? So remember that culture, it doesn't have a lot to do in from a when we're looking at organizational culture, we're not talking, you know, religion and ethnic background. Culture is how organizations do things. It's often referred to as sort of that spirit, that team spirit, or that glue that keeps things together. Um, when we're looking at the culture of an organization, it's like that iceberg where we have that small part that's visible. And that's the easy part where we're looking at the strategies, policies, procedures, and structures. But then there's that huge part that's not visible where we're focused on those assumptions and workarounds, perceptions, values, understandings, and feelings. So that's not always the easiest thing to be looking at. We need to sort of recognize that it's not visible and we need to get underneath that to be able to understand what we're talking about and from a change management perspective you can rely on the rest of your organization to fill in those those gaps and this is where i rely on getting that information to um, look at that the users um, and have the key contacts to be able to be able to have that access. You can also have have those one-on-ones, those face-to-face. Get in touch with all of the users, and this is where you can't just rely on upper management. You have to look at all levels of the organization and especially the impacted users to be able to have access to everyone who's going to be impacted here. So wonderful to be able to get that, those feelings and get a really good feel as to what's going to be going on here. Wonderful. The next show, I'm excited to be doing one on change management and the power of small wins. There's so much that has been done, especially when we're doing implementations, where communication starts out with the announcement that we're that uh, there's something that's going to be happening, and then nothing happens until you go live. Huh. Often. That's referred to as a whale, where you do the announcement and then there's a crash when there's a big whale that jumps out versus a dolphin. Hmm. Where you have little blips and blips and jumps and jumps and jumps. Love that. We'll talk about that so much more. I'm Lissy Krishner. Thanks so much for joining me. Change is the new constant. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to Change is the New Constant with Leshia Kushner next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
This week, identify change in your life and how you can respond positively. 